the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of Eye on Real Estate, sponsored by Hempleaf. We won't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and welcome to Eye on Real Estate. You know that everyone wants to know about real estate, no matter who you are, no matter where you live, actually, no matter what country. It's what I always say is the universal language. So most people are asking me, Dottie, what is going on in real estate? Is 2023 a good year to buy? Should I wait? Are interest rates going to go up? Are they going to go down? Will the market get depressed because some people are predicting a small recession and maybe prices will go down? So that's kind of what I'm going to cover today because everyone wants to know what's going to happen. Okay. Obviously, okay, no one knows for sure. But we're going to speculate. We're going to talk about some of the trends and what I think is, is where, where we're heading. But it's kind of early to tell. And one thing I can tell you that's pretty much in common is no matter what you read, no one's kind of sure of 2023. It's uh, 2023. It's an iffy year. Um, we have some great guests today. Okay. But before I do that, I'd like to tell you, though, I'd love to hear from you so you can or call us at 866-970-9622 or email me at dottieherman.com or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, anything, just look up my name. You can find me and you can ask me questions there. Today, we're going to be joined in the morning by Ina Cordell from The Real Deal from South Florida. Um, she's the managing editor and she's in charge of editing all of the reporting from this area. And for most people, the real deal, when it comes to real estate, is the Bible, especially people in the industry. And one day I'm going to have Amir on who started the real deal. And actually, when I first bought Douglas Elliman, he was the first person. He was working out of a room in a home, in his home, not because he had no money, and he and I gave him the first interview about my company, that we had bought the company, when he was really nobody then. And I watched him grow to, like, uh, he owns the real estate market as far as information, and he's all over. He's kind of a genius. And so uh, if you're listening, I'm sure I uh, just want to always say I think you're the greatest, and hats off to you. You've done a wonderful job with the real deal. Um, and so Ina will be here, and she's going to, you know, 
be talking about what's going on in Florida. And let me tell you something. Florida is exploding. Exploding. Okay, but in the second half of the show, we're going to have Stephen Shadley, who is the architectural and interior designer to the stars. Um, And he did uh, Jennifer Aniston, Woody Allen, Ryan Murphy, uh, a lot of movie star houses. And he's going to come on at 1130 and talk about designs, what's new in designs, and what's the latest design for all of the top, 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 richest, most billionaires. And you know something today? You can go to stores, and they a lot of them reproduce just like they do in clothes. They reproduce uh, copies of the latest trend, and you don't have to spend a fortune on it. And one of the shows I'm going to tell you where you can get all that stuff and how you can really do your home or your apartment up like the stars for half the budget. I thought because I haven't done it for a while, I mean, I'm going to just try to get through it quickly, but I just thought because I haven't done it for a while to give you a little bit of, um, you know, the market reports for the tri-state um, and what's going on, for example, in Westchester um, and Putnam, the price gains slowed, um, but there was a drop of inventory. Now, when you don't have inventory I and mean, you don't have a lot of things to sell and you have more people looking than Inventory that keeps prices up. So bidding wars in Westchester accounted for one third of all the closings in that quarter, in this quarter, the last quarter. So, and then listing inventory fell year over year for the 14th straight quarter. Now that's a lot. We didn't have a lot of inventory to begin with, and we really don't have a lot. And in my opinion, unless everyone decides not to buy. That's what keeps prices up. In Putnam, the medium sales price rose for the 10th consecutive quarter at a smaller rate, but still rose. And bidding wars accounted for more than one-third of all the closings in the quarter. Duchess, medium sales prices didn't decline, okay? They didn't really go up, but they're kind of flat, but they didn't go down. They're at the same place. Queens. Now, that's Interesting. The median rent fell below 3000 for the first time since May. So the market's still strong in rentals, but that's a little break for some of you guys who are trying to rent. I just had somebody text me or email me last night, and they said, oh, you know, I'm working with one of your agents, and this is the best they can get as far as on this rental. You think I can get any better? And I said, well, there's not a lot of inventory, and there's a lot of renters, and the Manhattan landlords are holding pretty firm. So I think if you like it and it's in your means and you find it, don't wait too long because you might find someone to swipe it up out of you. Um, but in Queens, the rent rose over year over year for the 16th consecutive month. Okay. And that's in Northwest region. And new, but new lease signings declined. A little bit, okay? So there's less, you know, but we're also at that time of year. So you can't just go by a month. With real estate, you've got to kind of look at it over a couple of months. In Brooklyn, the medium sales price declined quarterly for the first time in eight quarters. Now, does that mean the price is declining? Not necessarily. You could have had a huge sale the quarter before, and that made the prices go up, the medium prices go up. So, um Uh, Obviously, 
I think you have to look at it. But I could tell you this. We are at a point where you can have a conversation with the seller, which in 22 and 21, like you couldn't. I mean, there was a few, couldn't even talk to them. You know, just give me all cash and that's it. Otherwise, I don't want to hear from you. So you can talk to the seller. There is some negotiating rule, you know, power. But, you know, someone asked me a question. I just said this person that called me yesterday or emailed me yesterday and said, well, do you think the person's negotiable? Do you think I could do better? No, do you think I could do better? Can I, can, they say they won't go down the rents anymore. Do you think I can do better? Now, that question, although you think I should be able to answer it, I really can't because it really depends on the owner because some owners are more flexible than others. Some owners have to rent it because they need the money. Some have the money to hold out and will. Um, but I will tell you this, use a good real estate agent and make sure they know how to negotiate because it's all about negotiations, but there's no rule because everyone's different. So you can't have a blank statement. Oh yeah, you could get money down. You can get it off. It really depends on, on the person's, the individual person who's selling or renting on whether they're going to be flexible or not. It depends on their particular needs. Okay. But I will tell you, um, Sellers are absolutely listening. I think last year there really weren't too much, there wasn't too much room for contingencies. Like if you wanted an engineer's report or something of that nature, which I still suggest that you have, because um, I, I did read that a lot of people who did not do engineer's reports in 22 and 21 because the seller wouldn't hear that they didn't have to even bother with contingencies. They bought places without having engineers who put so they could get it, despite that they paid sometimes a hundred, two hundred thousand over asking price. But a lot of now finding there was big problems in the in the properties that they didn't know about because they didn't have an engineer's report. And my advice to you, unless you have enough money and you say to sell yourself, I've got this deal, I love this house so much, you know, if the roof's bad, so be it, I'll pay for it. I always advise to have an engineer's report and do it right away. Don't let it drag on. Do it right away because the owner is not going to wait a week. Um, and somebody could come in and take it from you if they say, well, okay, I'll take the house and I don't want to have an engineer's report. But I really think, especially if you're on a budget, you know, you don't care about little things, but when you, but you really should, you know, there could be some big structural damages or things that you don't know about that you can't see that really could put you in hot water if you don't know about it ahead of time. So I would tell you to definitely, definitely do that. So I said Queens market is still strong. It's median sales price have expanded, but did not reach a new high. So it's the same. It's good. It's, it didn't go up, but it's, it's high. And Riverdale, okay, um, the medium sales price rose to a new high as sales flipped for the first time in nearly two years, which means the price has stayed high, but we didn't have as many sales as usual. Not too many less, but some. Of course, in Manhattan, Manhattan, the rentals uh, continued to slip after peaking. They peaked probably in July, and... Um, the highest net effective median rent on record but was in December, like for the December, which is usually a slow rental month, we had the highest median rent on record. 
Um, but rent flipped month over month for the fourth time in five months um, for a while. But they're still high. But again, as I said, every person is different. Every landlord's different. I suggest you get a great agent, and then you work with the agent. But I don't see anybody giving things away. I mean, things are still tight because, as I said, inventory is still tight. And we have a lot of people looking to buy. Now, doorman buildings, obviously the rent rose month over month while non-doorman buildings flipped. So rentals that had doorman, and that they went up, but rentals that had no doorman, they slipped a little. So, you know, and I, you know, rentals, doorman are important, but if you want to save a little money, and then you would maybe look for one that doesn't have them. They're usually cheaper. In Brooklyn, the rent was unchanged, but remained a little bit lower than the peak, which was in August. And, of course, now New York City, um, 15 contracts were signed for homes asking over $4 million or more. And... Um, this week ending Sunday, there were 15 contracts, and they were signed over 15. Oh, 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 there were 15 contracts over 4 million. And when you talk about these prices, and you talk about them to people in other states, they think you're like on, on drugs. Because no matter what you want to say about Manhattan, and something people think it's great still, something people think it's not as great. Okay, whatever your opinion on is Manhattan is still Manhattan, and it still seeks big prices. Um, collectively, there were 15 deals worth $168.7 million, okay? Um, condos were more popular um, among the higher-end buyers, accounting for 11 of the deals. And uh, co-ops were a little bit less because co-ops, remember the difference between a condo and a co-op. Uh, condo, you own your unit, um, you share the common space, but you own your unit. A co-op is not ownership of real estate. It's kind of a, a corporation that everybody has a part of, but it's not true ownership of the uh, property. Um, you know, there was on, on, in, on Leonard Street in Tribeca, uh, Jenga Towers oh, had an asking price of $30 million. Okay, and uh, hey, listen. You you can't sometimes believe the prices. I think people sometimes, uh, when they hear the prices, they sometimes don't even believe it. But the real estate market is good. Now, I don't want to get into because I don't think that many of you are very interested in global markets, but just to compare, uh, in the country, in the world, sales volume has already started to slow and, and turning around, is, and it's not expected uh, to turn around for the second half of the year. Now, do I think, okay, now, of course, they're talking about Dubai and Dubai, which I'm not planning to move to, and I don't think many of you are. Um, Dubai, of course, is way up. Now, Miami, which we're going to talk about with our guests, is one of the biggest beneficiaries of the pandemic. Okay, they really made out, some of it from the pandemic, um, some of it because of the ability to work remotely, some of it because of low tax rates and substantial stock market gains realized by many in 20 and 21. 
and demand has been so high that inventory is so limited, especially in southern Florida, Florida, it keeps uh, prices elevated. And we're going to talk about this. But if you take Miami Beach, inventory dropped more than 60%. That means they have 60% less inventory than the beginning of the pandemic. Um, Element, that's from uh, Jonathan's report. Jonathan Miller's from Element. Or consider Palm Beach, where, let's put it this way, inventory has collapsed. There is none. So when there's no inventory, when you find something, you have to just go with it. Okay? Now, across the country, you know, in Sydney and Australia, things have, you know, rate down, you know, things have rose and they're likely to continue to do so and interest rates have risen too. So um, it's kind of pretty much a global thing that's going on. Uh, I, I figured that I would just go through that a little bit because I think that that's important. Um, this is a story about L.A. Most of you are not from L.A., but I am just hoping that this does not happen in New York. I don't hear of anything, but you never know. But there's a fight going on. I thought it was interesting that there's a fight over the L.A. mansion tax. And we have a mansion tax in New York. Um, but in Los Angeles voters, um, they, um, they, that tax is going to pay for affordable housing. That's what that tax in L.A., I'm not talking about New York, but in L.A., that's what that tax is used for. When you pay that mansion tax, uh, they're going to put that supposedly into a, a fund to pay for affordable housing and homelessness prevention. If you've watched the news, there's a big homeless problem there. Well, there's a big homeless problem all over, um, but it's pretty bad there. And um, there's a public, you know, there's groups of anti-tax groups and landlords and they're banding together and they're trying to make a lawsuit to stop the tax from going into effect on April 1st. Um, and they say that, you know, that they want, they don't, Think that that's fair that they should have to be taxed uh, for housing for for affordable housing. That's what they said. So we'll see about that. But just to sum up the market, there's been a big surge in in planned um, super condos. You know, like you know condos that are in buildings. You know, there's been a there's been a lot of demand for them. Um, and even in Florida, like, you know, where you don't see as many high-rises in Florida, you start to see a lot. And that's something we can talk about with Ina when she comes on at 1030, because you're seeing a lot of uh, high-rises, which generally you you didn't. Um, so that's, okay, that's all happening. Home price growth, so it's kind of like, sidestepping you know it's going up a little in some areas you know it's down a little depending on the areas um the national median home price has dropped about 11 percent from their peak over the summer um but yeah that's national so you can't you know that's a general thing you have to really look at your market okay because every market is different and so you have to look at some of the hottest markets for sales nationally shot up more than 50% in certain markets. So it's interesting. It's interesting on what's going on all over. I think we have a commercial break, and then hopefully um, we should have, um, when we come back, uh, our guest, Nina. 
portal from the real deal. And so we'll talk about what's going on in Florida. We'll be right back. This is Scotty Herman. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a six 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow percale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Listen, I am a skin buff, and those of you who know me know I'm into creams, lotions, anything for the skin. I love good skin. It makes all of the difference. And I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. You know that I've tried so many products. I've probably tried everything over the years um, that has been on the market. New, old, name brands, new stuff. And that's why I'm so excited about hemp leaf. First of all, there is nothing in this stuff that I couldn't eat. Not that I want to eat it, but it's that natural that if I wanted to eat it, it wouldn't do anything to hurt me. So it's very organic and and safe, and it's very natural, which is important. I tried the vanilla passion. Now I love vanilla passion. I have air wicks all over with vanilla. I love that smell. But I tried the vanilla passion skin cream first. And the scent was soft and not overwhelming at all. But the feel on my skin, well, what can I tell you? It was just delicious. It's not at all greasy. It absorbs very quickly. You know, you don't want to have to kind of rub creams in for a half an hour for them to absorb. It absorbs right away. And when you put it on, it feels like your your skin is just perking up, peaking up, and, and the whole texture feels different and luscious. Okay. Now, the black soap, while some of you might not find black soap, it's like a little less, it's not that attractive looking. To me, it doesn't look bad, but whatever. But that was the most amazing surprise. It's smooth, and it's creamy, and it made my skin feel so hydrated. And you know what? I can put, you know, I can put cream on 10 times a day, and my skin is kind of always dry. So I'm always looking for something good with hydration, and that soap was just great. It made my skin feel great, and it lasted. I just loved it. I'm really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. So to purchase this amazing product, and you'll want to try it. It's great. Go to www.hemplife.com. That's www.hemplief.com and purchase it and let me know if you love it as much as I do. 
because I'm just telling you, it is a great, great product. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Happy 2023. And I want to thank all of you who have been listening to the Arthur Idala Power Hour every night at 6 p.m. here on AM 970 The Answer. It wouldn't be the hit that it is without you tuning in every day. We work hard to bring you a different slant on the news day after day. And we try to make it entertaining, informative, provocative. We have Sam Bellino, we have Joni, we have Alex. We try to keep it fun, but in an environment where you will learn. Sometimes you might even hear some new breaking legal news before anyone else. If you haven't tuned in before, please give us a listen in the new year. We broadcast every night, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m., right after the great John Katsimatidis. Folks, God bless you, God bless our country, and God bless New York City, the greatest city in the world. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a remarkable travel opportunity that will change your life forever. Dennis Prager and I are headed back to the Holy Land, Israel, this October. It's the Stand with Israel Tour. Join us along with our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. We'll take you to key sites in the Holy Land, thoughtfully designed to give you unprecedented access to a region you've likely only read about. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com and get all the details. We'll uncover important geopolitical locations and show you Israel's significance on the world stage, past, present, and future. Step foot on the ancient streets of Jerusalem. We'll sail the Sea of Galilee, pray at the Western Wall, and so much more. We'll have guides for our group, lavish food, and luxurious accommodations. No other trip will be like this one. Come with Dennis and me this October. Register today. Call 855-565-5519. 855-565-5519. Or go to StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're back, and as I promised, I am so thrilled uh, to have Ina Cordell, who is the South Florida managing editor of The Real Deal, um, which is the Bible, and as far as I'm concerned about real estate. She's in charge of editing or reporting coming out of this part of the country. Um, the real deal, of course, is considered by myself. And as I said, I know Amir since he started this paper, and it is the Bible. We all read it and live by it. Um, it is the unequivocal Bible of the industry. Good morning, Ina, and thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Daddy. Thank you so much for having me. Listen, I'm in Florida. So I, I'm on vacation here, and uh, it's Great. crazy. It is, but it's crazy. And I keep on saying, oh, my God, if I, I should have maybe bought something last year. What's going on? It's like off the wall. It is. It, all throughout the pandemic, prices have risen like crazy. Volume has risen like crazy. Um, you know, everyone from all over the country has moved here, particularly from New York, um, because of our lack of state income tax and because of the weather and, and all of that. So um, prices have risen to to record highs. I see that. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, so let me ask you a couple, couple of questions, okay? 
can you give me like an average for homes or condos? You know, it seems like people are like I have friends, so some of them are in Miami, some of them are in Palm Beach, a lot of them I think New Yorkers are more on the East Coast than the West Coast. Not that some True. are not in Naples, but a lot of them are really on the East Coast. And so they're in Miami or Palm Beach or West Palm, which seems to have really grown exponentially. Right. Um, right. What can, can you give me um, an average for homes or condos in Miami versus Palm Beach or even Boca, which I really think was, I mean, it's still very popular. But it was even more popular, I think, when my parents were, you know, were, were younger. But it's still very popular. What's like what? Right. What's the price differential between well, all these well, places? Well, in terms of luxury properties, um, in terms of houses, for example, in Palm Beach, we're seeing houses rising to, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, millions. Um, you even on non-waterfront properties. Um, they're reaching record highs in the 20s of uh, millions of dollars. Um, but, of course, you can get a condo um, in Miami, for example. You can get a condo on the water for just, um, you know, a few million or a couple of million. Um, you can also get um, properties, um, houses in various parts of Miami or other parts of South Florida for less. Um, you know, it really just depends on what you're looking for, what area you're looking for. Um, but 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 are you saying general, that if you if you lot. want to spend a couple of million, that generally Miami has a uh, let, let me put it this way, a more a, a bigger selection of price ranges. Chris, is that am I saying that right? Right, <laughs> that's exactly true. Yes. There are condos for under a million dollars that you can find in older buildings, for example, um, brand new buildings that are um, either under construction in the pipeline or have just been completed um, would be higher because there's been so much demand. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems crazy. You can't get into restaurants. I mean, everything is booked. Uh, you just uh, and I've seen the prices go crazy. So. And I, I also noticed that West Palm has really come a long way, and I'm seeing a lot of high rises being built in Florida, which generally, you know, I'm not an expert on Florida as you are, but generally, you know, you didn't see that many, and you're starting to see a lot go up. Is that a trend that you right. see going forward? A absolutely. Um, what we call super talls that are um, close to a, a thousand feet high or more. Um, are, are now coming online. They're going to be five in the city of Miami alone, um, wow. which never had buildings this tall before. Um, they're going to be office towers. They're going to be condo towers um, all throughout pr primarily the Brickell area, which is our financial district, and also downtown. Um, there's, for example, the Waldorf Astoria rising downtown Miami. So, and are people... Uh, you know, is there any particular group or set of people? Are they more high end, or are they just uh, the? Or you know, are you seeing a big a demand? People want that now, or a lot of people are considering that because generally, mostly, Florida was pretty much single family homes. There wasn't that many high big high rises like New York. There, so you there, see there are a lot continue? of condo towers rising. Um, branded condo towers are the latest craze. So um, in the past, we've already had, for example, um, Porsche Design Tower, Fendi Chateau. 
Um, now we're seeing new condo towers um, that are planned, Bentley, Cipriani, Ritz-Carlton's, um, Auberge, Baccarat, St. Regis, um, the Standard, various different branded condos. And developers say those are more in demand um, than ever. And you, and you think this trend is going to continue. Now, you said prior to this that you said that uh, this, you think this is all happening. You know, this really started for me during the pandemic. But um, right. do you think it's also because there's a better quality of life? Uh, or do you think it's just avoidance of taxes? Um, it's it's all it's all of that. Um, you know, it, it did start during the pandemic. Florida opened up earlier than other states. Um, people realized they could w- work remotely. Um, so they could live wherever they wanted. And, exactly. you know, there's been so much so much of a surge in population here. Um, and the lack of state income tax, um, you know, certainly adds to that, as long as you're here for six months and a day. You know, I never stayed here for more than Lincoln and I would come, because I opened up a lot of offices in Florida for Ellen. But we, um, I, I would just come and do my work and then go back. And then the pandemic came and, <laughs> during the pandemic, when I got off the plane and I got to Florida, because I actually got my vaccine in Florida, somebody called me. Uh-huh. If you want to get the vaccine, and in New York it was hard to get initially, uh, just if you can come and it was a Monday, I will never forget. They said if you can come by Thursday, you I can get you an appointment. You can have the vaccine. And I said I'm on a plane. I'll I'll be there. And I got my <laughs> vaccine. But what I noticed is, you know, I was coming from New York, so New York. I mean, if you're if you had a mother in a building and she was ill, you couldn't go. You couldn't go up and see her. Um, it was very strict. And when I got to Florida, oh, I saw people having drinks, sitting at bars. Some people wore masks. Some people didn't. Um, it was a lot looser. It was kind of more like laissez-faire. Like if you feel that you want to wear a mask or you want to be very protective, so be it. But if you don't feel that way and you feel that you're willing to take those risks, that's your call. It was kind of more left up to the individual. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, so I said, my God, this is so different. I went there and I was, you know, I, I you know, I had dinner um, and I, I, there was a bar, you could have drinks and people were sitting next to each other. So it was very different. And then I saw everybody from New York there because you couldn't do anything in New York. I mean, you really couldn't do much. So I saw the biggest, like, I might as well have been in New York. That's how many New Yorkers there. And that was like in 220, and I think it's continuing. So I'm, we have a commercial break, but Ina, if you would just stay on, I'd love to continue this conversation. We're going to continue with Ina Coyle, uh, the managing editor for The Real Deal. We're talking about Florida and the Florida market. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Syracuse Hoops goes for the season sweep against Notre Dame Saturday night in the Dome. Join us for Orange pregame beginning at 6.30. Tip-off at 7 Saturday on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. 
If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. You know, a business that epitomizes strong family values and tradition over many years is Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors. Established in 1922 in Manhattan's Meatpacking District, Pat Lafreda Meat Purveyors has been an institution in the New York restaurant scene for three generations. If you've experienced a delicious cut of meat at a premier restaurant within the tri-state area, odds are it was a Pat Lafreda product. Pat Lafreda supplies over 1,600 restaurants a day. You don't keep up that pace unless you're on top of your game. Talk about a true New York success story. Today, Lafreda Meat Purveyors operates two of the nation's largest state-of-the-art facilities in North Bergen, New Jersey, keeping to their local New York, New Jersey roots. Go online to Lafreda.com. It's L-A-F-R-I-E-D-A.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The guests are the greatest on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Professor Alan Dershowitz is on the line. Let me tell you, I want you to be the next mayor of New York. I want you to be in public life. You owe the people of this city your talent, and you've given it to them in many directions, but I think holding public office would be a great contribution to the city. The Arthur Idala Power Hour, every weekday evening at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. Continuing with Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. Here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. We're, we're back, and of course, this thing's Eye on Real Estate. I'm Dottie Herman, and we're having a great conversation uh, talking about South Florida, and we're on with Ina Cordell, who is the managing editor for The Real Deal, and we're talking about South Florida. And I think Stephen Ebert, who is our resident legal expert attorney and a partner at the prestigious firm Kasson & Kasson in Westchester, is also on. So join us in this conversation, Stephen, because it's really very interesting. When I'm here, I might as well be in New York. I see so many New Yorkers. So as we were talking about, Ina, um, we're seeing more and more, and I'm seeing a lot of New Yorkers 
And I, I'm hearing that this has caused some difficulties in getting into some of the private clubs and things of that nature. Is that is that what's going on? Do you see that happening? That's very true, yes. Um, particularly in Palm Beach, which is known for its private clubs and country clubs and golf courses, um, people are refraining from buying homes because they're told that they can't get on a waiting list. The waiting lists are indefinite. So either they're buying and waiting or they're saying, well, forget it. I'll go maybe to North Palm Beach or Jupiter or other places yeah. where they can get into a club um, because the, the waiting lists are longer than they've ever been. And clubs are big in Florida. They are. Definitely. They are. And Jupiter seems to be, like, I have a lot of friends that are in Jupiter now, which seems to be very up and coming. Uh, um, That's you know. True. Now, I also am hearing that there's a record amount of multifamily units being planned to be built um, this exactly. year through the market. Okay? And now, how do you think that's going to affect the local market? And do you think well, that they'll be popular? This year, um, higher than the a higher number than ever 23,000 multifamily units apartment rentals wow. are planned to be delivered this year and there are more in the pipeline coming in the following year um, you know the market has been so tight that rents have risen to astronomical levels um, Miami led the nation last year in rent hikes um, as high as 58 percent year over year so wow. the rents have been rising. That's led, that's led developers to want to build more because they can capture these rents. And more and more uh-huh. people are moving here that need to rent. So it's a question of, of demand and, and the supply is, is coming. Yeah, I'm in a rental building in Palm Beach. And uh-huh. this man tripled the rental prices in one year. And Oh, my goodness. Full. And on top of that, he's redoing the whole building so we're under construction, so there's no pool, there's not, not really a gym, and people are still here because there's no rental product. I mean, there's not multifamily rentals. So right, I, I, they're, they're becoming more popular. Do you think that's a good investment maybe, like for people to look into if they're looking at investing? Yes, they, can, they could buy um, rental buildings, um, for, but those prices are also rising um, very high. There, there are some rental buildings in Miami Beach that just sold for two hundred and fifty-one million dollars. Wow. They were built what? in the fifties and sixties. Yes, um, they had never come on the market before. And some of the big multifamily uh, investment companies or real estate investment trusts, like Aimco and Air, were um, all around the country. These companies are coming here to buy these buildings um, because they. They believe that they'll make money on them, that the rents are so high that they'll, you know, it's a, that it's a good investment. Now, if we go back, I'm trying to think when maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the last recession, like 2007 or 8, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. And remember that Florida, really, the buildings were just vacated. I mean, they were just empty, okay? Like everybody mm-hmm. just were, you know, they just left. Okay, and they just left their building, and there was like nobody in the buildings, and so people just kind of gave up. I don't necessarily see that happening. Do you? I mean, you know, you see anything? You know, we've always it, we've always had a market of you know booms and busts. Um, it's always been cyclical. 
Um, That happened, like you said, in the recession. That happened in the previous recession. But it hasn't happened so far. Um, Prices have not gone down yet. Um, Inventory has gone down. The number of sales have gone down. We're starting to see a slowdown in the market, in the residential market. But prices really haven't gone down as they did in previous uh, cycles. So, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a recession and that'll happen, but not yet. Yeah, that's how I see it. I, I see that, you know, you could have a little more negotiability now where like a year ago, like you don't ask for anything because you're not getting it. You know, we can just sell it all cash and that's it. And so now I think there's a little room for negotiations. Um, but again, I'm not, you know, an expert or does anyone really know the future? I don't, but I kind of don't see this. Like you just said, like it was a trend that, you know, Florida was kind of up, down, up, down. I kind of see this trend continuing. I mean, that's just my my read on it, uh, because I keep on seeing more and more people here, and I see developers who are buying up old waterfront buildings and tearing them down, and they're building condos all over. Big developers, um, exactly. Like, do you, do you think that's going to continue? I do. Um, since the collapse of the condo tower, the tragic collapse of the condo tower yes. in Surfside. Um, owners of older condo buildings, 30, 40, 50 years old or more buildings that are that age, um, they're realizing there's going to be so much um, investment required to bring this, the buildings, um, you know, up to safety standards, um, you know, repairs, and, and particularly the ones that are along the ocean. So they're opting, in off, often they're opting to band together to look for a developer to buy them out the developer will then tear down the building and build a brand new high-rise condo. And we've seen that happen in several cases in Miami Beach, also in Hollywood, Florida. Um, you know, it's, it's a trend that's, that's definitely continuing. And developers are hunting for these buildings because they want – there's no available waterfront land um, otherwise. So you're saying that, that if it's not on the water, it's still, it's still pricey. And I'm seeing, because I'm seeing, like, I looked at West Palm, I think Related bought half of it up. And I'm hearing that, like, some of the big restaurants like Cipriani's and things of that nature um, that are in New York are all going to be going into, you know, coming to Florida also. Uh, So, you know, it looks kind of like this is a trend that, you know, again, I I don't have a crystal ball to know the future, but it just doesn't seem like it's a fad that's going to go and, and leave. Although, as you said, the market's slowing down a bit because, you know, if you're comparing it, to, but I think it's an unfair comparison because people are comparing it to like, you know, when we started the pandemic. And when we started the pandemic, that was an unreal time. Everybody moved. Right. Everybody right. was moving. So when right. you compare numbers now and you say, oh, my gosh, well, it's down. Well, it's down from 20 and 21 when everybody moved because of the pandemic. They were looking for space. They were looking for single-family homes. Or they were looking for more room because you had to work from home. And, of course, now they got used to working remotely, so you can really work from anywhere in a lot of jobs. I see that right. continuing. But, I, you know, I see developers all over the place coming here. Do you, so you really – do you see the same thing and see continuing? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and when you mention restaurants, 
you know, some of the big restaurant companies from New York, like major food group, have moved, uh, have opened restaurants here in a big way. They opened Carbone here. They opened Sedell's. Um, Avra, a Greek restaurant in New York, opened here. Um, Sophia, a restaurant from Canada, uh, opened here. Um, uh, Contessa, a restaurant from Boston, opened here. Um, And in terms of developers coming here, um, you know, I feel like every developer, every major developer around the country has discovered South Florida. Um, You know, some of the major developers from New York, Michael Chavot, Macklow, Kushner, um, they're all, Naftali, they're all building here. Um, So, so the popularity doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon. And the plain line, I mean, look, I'm sure there's, you know, New York seems to be a big feeder to Florida. First of all, it's proximity, like, you know, it's a quick, it's a quick flight. It's not far, but you're seeing other places other than New York, you know, in the Northeast uh, come to Florida, or are you seeing mainly East Coast? Well, um, I'd say the Northeast primarily, but also Chicago, also California, um, you know, states that are known for higher state income tax. Um, right. You know, people from those states are, are particularly moving here. Um, well, a lot of Chicagoans, a lot of Chicagoans yeah. and Midwesterners as well. Yeah. Well, I have a few words. You know, I'm a New Yorker and I love Florida, but, you know, I'm a New Yorker and I want to say to New York, hey, don't push it too far. Don't be, you got to be a little competitive because you don't want too many people leaving. And I think that I read someplace that the number one state that people were going to in the country was Florida. That was number one. I believe it. (laughs) The traffic shows it, too. We have a lot of traffic and congestion. More and more. That's for sure. (laughs) You don't want it to get like New York because I think New York is worse than before the pandemic because I think less people are using transit. It's a nightmare. Okay. But listen, Ina, you were just wonderful. I hope you will come on again and keep us posted because um, we love to hear about Florida and so many people are coming here. So I, I, I wish you have a great weekend and please come on the show again. We'd love to keep, keep us posted. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Ina, and have a back. great weekend. Okay. Thank you. So you, what do you Thanks. Bye-bye. So, Stephen, and I have, of course, you know, Stephen uh, on the phone, Stephen Ebert, who is, uh, as I always say, the smartest attorney in real estate that I know from Casson and Casson, located in Westchester. What's your read? Stephen, what do you think? Can, can you hear me, Donnie? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's a lot to the Florida story. Um, you know, it, it's definitely grown. You had a bump of people who moved there. You know, some moved back and some remained or some splitting their time. You know, it's a new version of a story that's there. And, look, I, I think all governments, you know, and I'm talking state and local, should be on notice that we're a country that allows for experimentation, right? You can have more government, less government, higher taxes, lower taxes, and and people will make decisions, and, and they're going to plan accordingly. So, you know, it, it's like any business, right? You know, you talked about different restaurants. Why go to one restaurant than another? People want to feel that they're getting an experience and a value. And, um, you know, every state and local uh, government that wants to 
be in the mix needs to be mindful of that. Well, true, and you know what? It also, you know, it also says something about branding, because I'm a big believer of branding. I believe that you can have the greatest product, but if you didn't brand it properly, you know, somebody might have not as good a product and do better. And when you look at branding, people will go, like they'll go to a hotel. If, you, if you're in a, a state and you don't know what hotel to stay in and you see a, a name that's familiar to you in New York or New Jersey or Westchester or whatever, then you're going to stay in something familiar. So if they see brand restaurants that they've been to and they've gone to in the Northeast, then they come to Florida and they see that restaurant there, they're going to go there. Absolutely, that helps. I mean, that that's definitely the whole point. You have a consistency, and, and that's all the way up and down the food chain. I mean, it doesn't have to be high end. Look, look at McDonald's. People know that they're going to get a consistent experience, and so absolutely, people know what they want, and, and it helps them make that decision. And you know, again, I, I think Florida's doing a great job um, being a low tax jurisdiction um, and, and being welcoming. And I think, look, I think these always go in cycles, too. You know, no place is perfect, right? You know, you might have lower property taxes, but you're going to pay a heck of a lot more in homeowner's insurance. Um, I mean, insurance rates have skyrocketed there. And for people who are looking at buying a second homeowner investment property, unfortunately, some of the insurance carriers have stopped um, writing policies there. So you got to be very, Why? very careful. Why? Cause Why look do you at the think damage. that is? Hurricanes, flooding, um, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely an issue. And some of the construction trades are responding. You know, there, there's a, a city that, that was, maybe a city's overstating, you know, an area that was being built. And the way they built it was they literally designed the homes in such a way. They, they tracked prior storms. They changed the angles of how homes were positioned. They actually had some of them one story up with a garage underneath and doing it that way, such that if there's flooding or high winds, there's really almost no damage except minor landscaping. You know, and so what happens is we, we are all, we're responsive creatures, right? We, we see a problem, and then we respond to the problem and, and build against that so it doesn't happen again. So you're going to see probably continued change in the way some of construction um, is done in Florida um, to sort of guard against storms, right? Look, look at California over the years. You had terrible earthquakes, and over time, the design requirements have evolved um, for greater protection so that buildings won't get damaged during earthquakes. Um, so, so you're going to see the standards evolve, but that also costs money. So, you know, I predict the cost of building in Florida is going to continue to rise. Yeah, and the prices, in addition. <laughs> I mean, when you hear some of these prices, they're not too far off of a, not quite at New York yet, but they're getting there. Stephen, we have a, a news break, but I have a lot of interesting things to talk to you about, and I want to get you a read on what's, what's going on in the Northeast in New York. Um, we're going to take a quick break for the news, and then we'll be back to the Uber, and we're going to be talking about New York, and some very interesting topics um, that will affect you. We'll be right back. This is Harmon. You're listening to I Am Real. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.